And that goes with yeah. influencing as a whole. Everybody sees the pretty picture, but they don't know the work that goes into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast. Today's guest is a marketing pro, and I know you're going to learn so much from her. Amber Miller is the CEO of Pretty as Peaches LLC, a social media marketing and digital advertising company. She is also the co-owner of Double Tap Marketing LLC, as well as an account manager for Power Move Marketing, the marketing specialist for the city of Suffolk, Virginia, as well as a shareholder and a marketing advisor for Armed Forces Brewing Company. This episode is jam-packed with information all about social media and how to grow online, so let's get into it. Hey, Amber. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to talk more about it and hopefully inspire others and help whoever wants it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Definitely the pro on Instagram. Love seeing your content. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's definitely a, a dream job. Yeah. So I guess before we dive in, can you start by sharing a little bit about your background, what you do for work? and how you got started as a content creator and influencer? Absolutely. I love this question because I landed where I was, or I landed where I am now, and it was so not planned. So (laughs) I graduated from Virginia Tech in 2018, and I originally wanted to go into broadcasting. And I was like, you know what, though? Like, I want to do something for fun. Like, I've always had, like, a creative mindset. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need something to, like, be creative. I was like, I'm going to start a blog. And so like I started this whole website. I built this whole website by myself because I was a college graduate. I had no money. So I was like, I'm just going to build all this thing by myself. This will be great. And it was actually my mom's idea, funny enough. She was like, look at look at having a blog. Like it would be so much fun for you, Amber. You love (laughs) writing. You love sharing fashion. And I I was like, "Mm, all right. So I was like, I'll do it for fun. And then I published yeah, my first, happens. yeah, I published my first blog post and I got like, I was like, this is so exciting. I got two views and I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, well, this so is much harder. <laughs> I was like, this is great, but like, I really need traction here. And so I was like, hmm, I'll use Instagram, mm-hmm. I'll use Facebook, I'll use social media to gain traction to my website. Well, the table turned and social media became my primary outlet. So yes, I was getting traction to my blog, but yeah. then I was I fell into this whole new world on social media that I didn't even realize existed at the time, which was bloggers, influencers, you know, that whole that whole world of social media gurus, mm-hmm. right? So started really getting into yeah. it, reading books, listening to podcasts, and honestly, I had no one to guide me. Like no one that was willing to help, no one that wanted to give mm-hmm. out answers of the how-tos, which is like so shocking because you know true i know people weren't sharing their secrets it was like no they weren't and so i was like okay well i don't know what to do like this is people say you can make a full-time living off this but like i'm not seeing nothing right (laughs) so i started just Mm -hmm, kind of organically sharing what i loved fashion fitness all of the above and i saw my numbers start to just keep climbing you know people dming me asking me for guidance here what would you wear to this xyz and then it just kind of boomed from there to see, to say the least. And um, now I make mm-hmm. more than like full-time income on it. So I'm very blessed to have fallen into this uh, world that I didn't even know existed and to just work hard and put in hours and hours and hours of work 
to build it and to build this business by myself and I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, that's awesome. Wait, tell everyone how many followers you have now. Oh gosh, I think like 110,000, something like that, like 110, something around there. Yeah, it's been casual, no big deal. <laughs> That's awesome. Just a few hundred thousand, <laughs> but it it definitely is not how I started. So it definitely took some time to grow that. And in the past probably two years, Instagram has really, really changed. So it's mm-hmm. been different trying to navigate that and to still reach new people. You know, reels came out when I started. Stories, Instagram stories weren't even a thing. So it's like that was how long ago it was. Four years seems yeah. like right around the corner, but it really was a long time ago, especially in the social media world. Everything's mm-hmm. evolved so quickly. And so just to keep up rolling with the punches is is tough to do as a business owner in yeah. any in any industry. So um just staying on top of mm-hmm. that is is really key. Yeah, I guess along those lines, as someone who's really involved in this space, where do you see the influencer marketing industry going? It seems oh, to be taking off. Yes, very but good is question. This, like, still a good time to get in. Absolutely, this is the best time to get in. I will say, I I am happy when I started, but if I could have started earlier, I would have. If I would have known more about it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change how anything happened because I'm very blessed and very happy about how everything worked out for myself. But um, I wish I would have started earlier when it was still a much smaller market than when even I got into it. It is 100% mm-hmm. boomed now, but I would never discourage someone not to fall into it if that's what they want to do. The only advice that I really try to give people that want to come into this space, because the word has kind of leaked how how much of an income you can actually make as an influencer, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's definitely leaked. You know, people are actually finding this kind of stuff out, but I feel mm-hmm. like that has really swayed people to want to try it that don't really have a true passion for it. And- yeah. I'm when I say I work like 12 to 16 hour days, I'm like not kidding. Like I really do. Mm-hmm. So if they're not passionate about it. I love that you it, mentioned that cuz you're working hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like I kid you not, it's like a full it is more than a full-time job. It really is. But mm-hmm. with that being said, if you're putting in those type of hours and your only reason for doing it is money, you're going to fail. You have to have a passion for it and you yeah. have to want to do it or you're not going to succeed in this industry. It's just – it's too competitive and it requires too much work. So that's yeah. one thing I always encourage people is to have a passion for it. So if you don't have a passion for it, you're mm-hmm. you're going to fail. And that's just me being straight up. No, I love that. Love the honesty. I was actually going to go back to actually answering your question that you asked. Where do I see <laughs> in- – <laughs> where do I see influencer marketing going? Um it's, I forget the number exactly, but we, I think in influencer marketing last year in 2021, it was like 13 million or 13 billion, something like that. And this year it's projected to do mm-hmm. like 16, which is just like out of this oh, world wow. crazy. So many brands are spending like 70 to 80% of their marketing budget on influencers. So I see this yep. continuing to grow, especially with the new outlets that are coming out on Instagram and especially with TikTok, like really, really breathing down Instagram's back, I see it going nowhere. (laughs) I see it going nowhere but up. Yeah, so true. A lot of people are starting to realize the importance of influencers and how impactful they can be. Not only businesses, obviously, they're increasing their budgets to focus more on influencers. But even just other people are finally taking influencers seriously. Because in the beginning, years ago, it was just like, okay, this girl like posts everything she buys on Instagram, like no one cares. Like, why is she doing that? Oh (laughs) my gosh. She's making money off of that. And now you know that she's making a lot of money. So (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's yeah. actually it's not so, talking. <laughs> right. It, it is so funny that you brought that up because it's such an important topic that I love to mention is the amount of people that I didn't know or that were my friends that talked about what I was doing in a not so mm-hmm. nice way is out of this world. Like ridiculous how many yeah. people oh, gave me backlash for what I did. And at first when I started, mm-hmm. when I was not as confident, didn't really know what I was doing, didn't know where it would go, it was really discouraging. It really was. And that's one thing that I would definitely change is I wish I could tell three years ago, Amber, that it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know any better. But now I hear it and I literally don't care. So I'm like, please, mm-hmm. please, yeah, exactly. please go ahead and say whatever you want because I don't even blink yeah. an eye at you. Okay. So that's that's exactly. definitely another yeah. piece of advice I would I would give younger versions of myself is people will talk. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you they're going to and do not care. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's so important for everybody <laughs> to hear at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah, just go for it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So I know you mentioned earlier about how your Instagram following, of course, started out small and you've grown it over the years. So can you share a little bit about how you built your audience and what tips you'd have for somebody that's getting started today? Absolutely. So um, again, when I started, Instagram had no Instagram stories, no Instagram reels, none of that. So with that being said, they also had no set algorithm at that time. So it was still the feed where like you scrolled through all the way until you saw the one that you had previously seen. So you went through your whole feed. That was when I was, um, that's when I would start it. So everybody saw your posts. Everybody, you know, was searching for the uh, cr- hashtag. Yeah, those there, were the days. Yes, there was no rhyme or reason or tricks behind this whole algorithm. So I, that's when I say mm-hmm. I was blessed of when I started because I could post a good photo um, that provided value with a good caption and I could gain interest and new audience. So, but nowadays it's, mm-hmm. it's nearly impossible just to post valuable f- photo and to gain someone as a follower. So something that yeah. I I really recommend to people, because obviously you can't go back in time and start, um, is to provide value and to find your world of people that are interested in you and what you share and connect with them and to keep that relationship alive. So I never recommend to, you know, just try to build a following and then not reply to your messages. I think that that's complete BS. I think every influencer should do anything in yeah. her power to reply to as many people as she can, answer their questions, engage with them. Like, that's what they want. They want to know more about you. People are interested in you, and that's why they follow you. Mm-hmm. So you need to engage with them and show them the time of day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And it just seems more personable. You seem like a real person, not just a robot or somebody behind a screen. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. And you never want to come off as, you. I hate to say superficial, but they see you on your Instagram stories and you're I mean, super yeah. happy <laughs> and you're lovable and you seem like you're the sweetest person on earth, but then you don't take the time of day to reply to someone that asked where you got your top. You know, I just don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that personally. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm not perfect. Sometimes I miss things. And I always encourage my audience, if I haven't replied to you within like three days, like send me another message because I probably didn't see it. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing I always recommend is just the whole point of it is to build a community. So you have to keep the community alive and it's your job to do so. So again, Mm -hmm. just sharing valuable content, keeping those relationships alive is the most important. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And along with building a community, do you think it's important to have a niche or can you keep things kind of broad? Oh, I love this question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, I, I I do love this question because I am going to 
probably give you a different spin than what other influencers will tell you. But I will start. And having a niche is important. Yes, it's very important. At this time on Instagram, it's almost a necessity because Instagram really focuses on showing you accounts that that are valuable to what you're looking up the most. So if you're Mm -hmm. just sharing Hawaii content, since we were talking about Hawaii earlier, I'll just say Hawaii content. Yeah. Someone's going to be more inclined to follow you if that's what they're interested in than if you share about Hawaii, your dogs, your makeup products, your your fitness routine, and XYZ. Now, mm-hmm. that's me, right? Because I share, I share everything. I, I share Hawaii content, my dog, my <laughs> beauty products. I share everything. So spinning off of why I think it's important to have a niche, I also think it's important to straight, stay true to you and why you started in the first place. And I am a true lifestyle mm-hmm. blogger to the core. I share a little bit of everything. And so, um, and I've kind of done some polls throughout probably the past year with my audience because I did have that, that fight within myself. Should I niche down? Should I not? But, but I felt restricted, you know, if I were to niche down to just fashion, yeah. like I want to share my travel content too. I want to share my boyfriend, well, my fiance now, I want to share my funny videos. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my funny videos of my dog, you know, like <laughs> I, I like to share a variety of content. Yeah. So I wouldn't be happy and I wouldn't be who I am on social media if I was restricted to a niche. So that's when I decided that picking a niche wasn't mm-hmm. exactly for me. So I look at lifestyle blogging as a niche as well. Um, it might just not be as narrowed down. So I've decided to stay true to who I am yeah. and true to why people started following me in the first place. And a lot of people that follow me, fall they fell in love with who I am as a person. They fell in love with my mm-hmm. long distance fiance. They fell in love with my southern chic style they fell in love with the fact that i ran a random marathon you know what i mean like they fell in love with amber and what amber does so yeah i'm the amber niche we'll call it that so i decided it wasn't for me to love that (laughs) they decided i decided it wasn't for me to um restrict myself but if someone does have a passion Mm -hmm. in something important that they think would be valuable to niche down i highly recommend them to do so yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially because I feel like, yeah, you want to get to know the full person. And I love that you are using your platform to do that. But I also feel like if you are doing more educational content, that's probably where niching down is super important mm-hmm. because you want to attract the right audience that is looking to learn whatever it is that you teach about. You know? Exactly. 100%. So, so I mean, yeah, there's there's so many specific people that I look for, you know, on social media. Of course. So, I mean, the best recommendation for me would just to do be to do a little bit of soul searching and figure out what your goal is um, with creating your mm-hmm. platform. And that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it also, the more content you create, the easier it'll be to figure out what you like. <laughs> and if you want to niche down from there, then go for it. Exactly. Rather than like, oh, I'm going to start only posting about dogs. And exactly. then you're like, wait, I don't actually like dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to post about this all the time. So It's true because honestly, I've actually had some girlfriends that are like, oh my gosh, your trips look so much fun. Like you look like you have a blast and they see all this inspiration travel photos of this girl like lying beautifully Mm -hmm. on a palm tree with like the perfect background. And they're like, (laughs) they're like, I want to do that. That's so me. And then they actually have to do the work before going on the trip, the work during the trip and then Mm -hmm. the work after the trip. And they're like, "Mm, this isn't for me. I'd rather stick to just showing my tops. You know what I mean? Like, It's a lot of work for people, (laughs) right? And so it's a lot of work. And so people might be like, okay, well, that looked great from the outside. But uh, when I am actually doing it, it's Mm -hmm. a lot more work than I thought. 
And that goes with yeah. influencing as a whole. Everybody sees the pretty picture, but they don't know the work that goes into it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do exactly. recommend to try it out before deciding your niche because it will definitely change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so something else I've heard in my own journey as a blogger is like you need to be consistent, especially on social media. So do you have to be like, what exactly does consistency mean? Do you have to post every day? Do you have to utilize every single tool that a platform puts out? For example, we talked about reels, stories, all of that. What what would you say? For the first part of your question, I'll, I'll start with the first part of it. With consistency with posting, I think as long as you're consistent and you have a set schedule, I think you're fine. I don't think it's necessary to post every single day. Now, I do as a blogger because that's what fits my lifestyle and I had to work up to doing that. People don't realize how much work goes into actually posting every single day and it's a lot. So if your lifestyle mm-hmm. isn't isn't prepared for that, then that might not be a good schedule for you. You know, maybe you're juggling multiple things at one time and social media just isn't your thing and you're trying to run your business. Maybe posting three times a day is better for you. I mean, three times a week is better for you and that's totally fine. So as long as you're sticking to a certain schedule, posting at certain times that your audience is online, I think you're set. I don't think that you need to push yourself to mm-hmm. do something out of your comfort zone just to get a post up. I, I think that if you if you have a set schedule on how you roll, then just roll with those punches. But the second part of your yeah. question, utilizing all the tools, is a necessity. Instagram will reward you if you use all the tools that's provided to them. Just how you see now, I don't know if you're a part of it or not, but they have um, a professional dashboard where you can actually get on the Reels bonuses. So influencers now can make money Mm -hmm. just from creating Reels. It doesn't have to be sponsored content, doesn't have to be anything like that. They get paid for the views on their Reels. So Instagram is actually rewarding you for using multiple tools on their platform. So yes, they want you to use them all. That's the point of them all. And so they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna be more likely to yeah. you know share your content to more people if you're utilizing all their tools. So I recommend using more than just Instagram feed posts. And at this point, I feel like the feed posts don't even get seen. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like they barely do. I'll scroll my feed and I'm like, who are these people? I'm not even following them. <laughs> right? Yes. So, no. Like, yeah, it's so weird. It's trash. <laughs> it's trash now. <laughs> to, to put it lightly. Well, let's it, be honest. To put it lightly, it, it's trash. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like video content stories, only. That's pretty much the only thing I like. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, video I, content and stories. It's like, yes. I scroll my stories. That's about it. Right. I was like super huge into video um, going through college. So reels are like so my thing. But stories, I feel like I can be myself. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I can be such a true version of myself on stories and in everyday life. So I'm with you. Stories and reels. Yeah. Feed posts, <laughs> trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you just mentioned that you can make money by posting reels. So mm-hmm. let's talk about monetization. So what are some this. of the ways that you've monetized your Instagram? Oh, goodness. So obviously that's one. You can create reels and make money from them. If you're invited to the program, the main way that influencers create their income is from sponsored and ad you know if you see hashtag sponsored hashtag ad that's what i'm talking about so paid paid partnerships paid (laughs) collaborations however you want to refer to it is the number one way that influencers make their income so for example one of my main sponsors is duncan so multiple times throughout the year depending on what campaigns they have going on they hire me to push whatever campaign it is this one that i just did yesterday yeah yesterday Um, was about the new Sunrise Batch that they have out. So Duncan hired me to push the Sunrise Batch. They have certain guidelines you have to follow for the photo and the caption. You submit it for approval. That's kind of a general gist of how it goes. 
But another way that mm-hmm. specifically, you know, bloggers and some influencers, depending on if they're into it, can also make money is by commissionable sales. So if you ever see like a like to know it link, it'll say like LTK or whatever, or reward style, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. When we share certain outfits to you, um, not all of them, but some are linkable through this app called Reward Style. And so if you shop through our links directly or through the Reward Style app, we actually get a commission on what you purchase. So you know, I always I'm upfront with my audience about that and I always tell them I appreciate it if they do purchase through me because, you know, if they saw the top from me, I just appreciate it. And again, it's a very small amount of commission. I think each brand kind of customizes what their commissionable rate is, but it's typically around like I think Amazon's might be like eight percent or ten percent or something like that. And it, I've seen some as high as like twenty two percent. So it just kinda depends on the brand, but that's another mm-hmm. way that um influencers and bloggers can create an income. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know that kind of ties into affiliate marketing. You may have heard that phrase. If you're listening, it's pretty similar. Yeah, commissionable links. Mm -hmm. And then I know some influencers have started creating their own digital products. So that's something that I definitely talk about a lot. But uh, things like Instagram filters, that was really popular. I kept seeing tons of creators making (laughs) Instagram filters or presets. Yes, so, yes. Yeah, there's so many ways that you can monetize these days. There are so many ways. The yeah, funny, you even endless. you even mentioned that. I didn't even mention that, but I sell presets too. So like, and I'm pretty sure they're in my, <laughs> see, they're in my link in bio somewhere. It's been a long time since I really pushed it. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I sell those too. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, there's, like you said, there's so many different mm-hmm. tools on how to create an income on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know you're the pro for sponsorships. <laughs> I see them all the time. I'm like, dang, this girl got another one. <laughs> it's amazing to watch. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> so, so much. Yeah, of course. So how do you find brands to work with? And like, what does that process look like? So back, I would say probably a few years ago, probably about two years ago, from my first to my second year, I was steadily pitching brands, Um, you know, searching for the brand, searching for their email, drafting up pitches to them, trying to negotiate contracts, negotiate rates, all the fun stuff of the business that people don't see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of how I spent my yeah. first like zero to two years. I would get reached out to a bit, probably I would say like 20 to 30% of the time. And then I was pitching the the rest of the 100. So it was really time consuming. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of time and I took a lot of no's. And that's just how it is. Yeah. But from my past two years, my third and fourth year of blogging, I have rarely pitched other brands. I would say like it's a good 90% coming in from other brands and 10% pitches, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the 10% is if I thought of like a really cool nice. idea. Yeah, if I thought of a really cool idea, then I'll usually pitch it to them and just kind of see what they say. But about 90% of my sponsorships now come from the brand to me, which is really, it's not as time consuming for me because I'm getting these emails in and just responding to them as opposed to doing the legwork on the other half. So I've gotten a little bit of time back from that. So that's nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is good. Mm -hmm. Do you have any experience with those ad networks or influencer networks? Do you recommend those? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I guess I do take that back. I I do still apply on there. Um, Not as often as I used to by any means. If That's like my free time. Like if I have free Mm -hmm. time, I'll go through and I'll select brands that I think best fit with my audience or whatever I share resonate with me. Um, And if I like the product or if I've tried it before, then I'll apply to that campaign. But um, a few Mm -hmm. platforms that I recommend if you're starting out and even if you're not starting out, if you've been doing it for a while, 
Um, a lot of bloggers actually look down upon Coley, but I don't. It is lower rates, FYI, um, but I'm not one of those bloggers that's mm-hmm. like, you need to pay me $10,000 for a post. You know, I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm very understanding. Um, I do have my rates and there's certain things that I won't go below because that's still my time. And I built this business and put hours and hours of work into it that I believe I should be compensated a certain amount. Yeah. But I'm also for human sure. and I also understand that people have budgets. And if I enjoy working with you, I'm willing to work with you. So I mm-hmm. am kind of flexible on that. So I enjoy looking at Coley because they have some awesome brands on there. And um, there's also some on Coley that is just user-generated content. So they want you to, here, I'll, I'll use this as an example, Pure Leaf, right? I'm drinking Pure Leaf right now. <laughs> if Pure Leaf wants just user-generated content, yeah. they're going to send you tea and compensate you X amount of money to just send them six photos so that they can use it on their social media. And I think that's such a easy way to mm-hmm. make additional income without filling your feed with another ad. And, you know, I, I love creating yeah. content. I think it's so much fun. I enjoy it. It's therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I say yes to that. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and um, so and then some other TikToks yeah. are also good on there, too. They have some new TikTok campaigns coming out that I take advantage of as well. So Coley's a good one, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Aspire IQ is really awesome. It's actually I work um, with Duncan now. It's through Aspire IQ. They recently switched over to that platform. Social Fabric's a good one. Popular Pays is another one. Gosh, I have a full list, honestly. But those are those Yeah, are, I haven't heard of a couple of these. So yeah, yeah those helpful. are those are my top four. And I there's tons out there that like I don't even know about. Like there's so many out mm-hmm. there that you can take advantage of. So yeah. just do your research. Don't be afraid to ask questions. A lot of influencers nowadays are more open than they used to be about how we do what we do. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, so you'll you'll find some good ones out there that'll be willing to help you get started. Yeah, I know at least on TikTok, there's so many creators mm-hmm. out there talking about, you know, rates and how to negotiate, how to pitch. Right. So yeah, there's so many resources and tips out there if you just look for it. Exactly. Which like if I would have started now, like I would have had like an open book if I were to just open TikTok. But um, back, <laughs> yeah, back exactly. when I started, I'm like, how do you make a full income? I kid you not. I put like you can put ads <laughs> on your blog posts. And I was like, this is how you do it. They put ads on their blog posts. I got like my check for like 75 cents. I was like, this is not it for me. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I was like, how "How do people make money? I don't understand. But, uh, you know, (laughs) you figure it out. You live and you learn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's the fun part about being an entrepreneur and influencer. And just I think everyone's kind of figuring it out as they go. Exactly. And you make your own decisions. So you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned a little bit about negotiating and contracts and all that sort of thing. So what are some things that you look for when you're reviewing your contracts? And then can you share some negotiating tips? Yeah, of course. So typically, I will say negotiation for me, at least because I'm so open about, you know, what my goals are, and I make sure that everything is hashed out beforehand, because the last thing I need is to be creating content or already finished with it and something not be communicated effectively. And then I have to redo it mm-hmm. or they can't cancel. I've actually never had a brand cancel a contract, knock on wood. But that has happened to some, <laughs> yeah. some of my girlfriends before where things weren't very, were communicated very well and things went south quick. And then the relationship's just not good and it's not there anymore and nobody wants that. So I always recommend being mm-hmm. completely open, completely straightforward about your intentions and your goals and all of that beforehand. But in terms of contracts, some things that I look for, 
make sure your rate's in there. Make sure that they haven't put anything in there that you're not willing to give, such as maybe it's extra content, maybe it's usage rights to your photos, maybe it's whitelisting or ad use of your content in your platforms mm-hmm. and your likeness. Basically, those would be my top things to look for. And if you're cool with them using your photos, which I typically am sometimes, depending on what it is, as long as mm-hmm. I feel like it's a fair compensation for it, then I'm usually okay with it. Um, but some creators are not okay with it. And so that's something that I always recommend looking at. Another thing I look yeah. at is uh, some type of uh, non-compete. So if you have non-competes in mm. your, in your uh, say, for example, it has a one-year non-compete with Duncan, for example, which Duncan does have a non-compete. So if you have a non-compete in there and I'm holding a Starbucks cup a week later after I put up a Duncan post um, and have some sort of relationship yeah. with Starbucks, which obviously I don't, I'm full Duncan girl to the core, and they know that. <laughs> so, But if I were to have Duncan, for example, like that would be a non-compete. Mm-hmm. That would be a non-compete violation. So- and, and that goes with any type of product, teas, yeah. jack, jackets, you know, hair products, skin products, stuff like that. So just make sure that you look out for those non-competes um, because they're they're hidden. You know, like all the contracts are legal jargon that you don't understand. So just try to dissect oh, yeah. it the best way you mm-hmm. can. It's a necessity to have a contract. Always make sure that there is a contract in place because if there's not, there's nothing binding them to actually compensating you for your time and work. So make sure there is a contract mm-hmm. in place. Make sure it's um, written out to the effect that you agree to and ask questions. You know, I, there's been plenty of times and plenty of brands that I just didn't understand what the contract said because of legal jargon. So I'll just write out the points and I'm like, can you explain this to me in real person terminology? <laughs> and, you know, they're always more than yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, more than happy to explain it to you. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So that's answer yeah. to, your, to your first question. Second question with uh, negotiating tips. I'm kind of biased on this because I don't think that there should be negotiation um, necessarily unless there's an underlying reason. You know, maybe a brand has a certain budget that they can't go over. And and that's you have to respect that as well. You know, brands have budgets. Brands have a certain amount of money that they're allowed to spend on each campaign. And so mm-hmm. if your rate is $2,000 for a post and they're like, oh, our budget's only $1,000, then you have to decide if that budget is worth your time and money. And sometimes, you know, brands will be trying to get you down just to see what they can get you down to. That's, <laughs> and I'm not saying that in like a yeah. sneak, sneaky way. Like that's just human nature. They want to see how they can get mm-hmm. as much that's as possible. Business, yeah. yeah, that's business. They want to see how they can get as much as possible for as little as possible. Same goes both ways. Influencers are like, mm-hmm. how much can I get for this? You know what I mean? So it completely yeah. goes both ways. And only thing I recommend is to know your worth know your time and energy and what it takes for you and what best serves you. If your rate is $2,000, like I mentioned, and they only have $1,000 and the time and effort that it takes for you to do that content or complete that project doesn't serve you, then say no, thank you. You know, and maybe you can work together down Mm -hmm. the road when they have the budget for it. They might magically all of a sudden have the budget for it or they might not. So it just kind of, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it just kind of depends on what Mm -hmm. you want out of it. So I'm not really a huge negotiator because, you know, I say yes to what I think I can fit and I say no to what doesn't serve me. And if they want to adjust accordingly, then they're more than welcome to. If not, maybe we'll connect later on when it's a better fit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Know your worth. (laughs) Yeah. And just know. and, And, you know, if you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not so busy this month. I can take it on. You know what I mean? Or maybe you're like, 
yeah. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I have too much going on and like I'm going out of town. Like this just doesn't serve me right now. Then yeah. that's totally mm-hmm. fine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So we've talked about all the different campaigns you've worked on in the past. How do you stay organized and plan out your content so that you don't miss deadlines, but also factor in some organic content too? I love this question. I live, this is the best way to put it. I live in organized chaos. <laughs> Hundred percent, I do. I, I know I, 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 it's terrible. I'm working on it. So like, I know that <laughs> I know where everything is, even though it's not exactly in a place. Like, I know that like my hair tie dropped mm-hmm. last week underneath my car seat. So like, if you need a hair tie, it's it's there. But like, you wouldn't know where yeah. my stuff is. You know what I mean? So organized chaos is the best way to put it. But I am organized when it comes to my business because it's my bread and butter and it's the time and effort that I put into Mm -hmm. my life every single day. So I am very um, organized with that. I have, you know, you got to keep your files, you keep your receipts, you keep your your invoices, you keep your bills, you keep all of that. Um, I have them all filed away in a certain place. And with content calendars, Mm -hmm. I have a calendar that I put up every single month and I typically plan out a month in advance, even if I leave a spot open and just put organic content then at least that way I have a spot yeah. for if I have to take a picture with my nephew one day or maybe it's my dad for Father's mm-hmm. Day, you know, like stuff like that. I make sure to factor in that organic content. But as opposed to making sure that my sponsor content is on time, before I even create, I go ahead and look at the brief and see when it's due, see when the drafts are due, and then see when the posting date is. And I actually kind of put it a few days in advance just in case something comes up and it has to be pushed back for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. then I have that legwork to move it. So I do stay really organized yeah. when it comes to my business because like I said, it's my baby. So I am very organized with that. Mm-hmm. But um, my life is a little bit of organized chaos, but I like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. I'm like the opposite. I'm very type A. Are you? I just organize way oh. too much sometimes, too much of my life. And it's just like <laughs> a lot. So my friends, family see it and they're like, what in the world is this? <laughs> I, need, I need you in my life. Everything's then. organized. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. Look you up. That's Do awesome. you use any tools? Like what are the tools that you recommend or that you use for content creation and also to stay organized? Um, very good question. I live and breathe by my Google calendar. I think it's super important when it comes to meetings. Um, so I don't miss a meeting time. I'm someone mm-hmm. that I think it's so unprofessional to miss a meeting. So I'm I'm there. If I tell you I'm there, I'm there. So um, I live and, <laughs> live and breathe by my Google calendar. And contrary to popular belief, people think you shouldn't have a to-do list. I have a running to-do list, but I like it that way. It works for me. If I think of something, I have this huge sheet on my humongous planner, and it's my master to-do list, <laughs> and I just highlight things as I get them done. So normally it's like June to-dos, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it gives me the full month to work through this to-do list. And so, you know, things get added, things get taken yeah. out, and that's totally fine. So I make mm-hmm. those adjustments accordingly, but the master to-do list is what I le- live and breathe by as well. And just something I'm thinking of because it's in front of me right now, um, some type of uh, at least technology that I think is important to invest in if you're an influencer is a ring light. Um, you always want to have good good lighting mm. for your for your photos. So I highly recommend a ring light. I'm trying to think of other things. I'm sure there's plenty of other things. Always have a charger on hand. Always have a portable charger on hand. <laughs> Extra batteries. Extra yeah, batteries. Be ready to go for that because no one's coming to save you. <laughs> um but that's about all i can think of right now i'm just honestly master to-do list and my google calendar is my saving grace yeah that's awesome i love google calendar i also Mm -hmm. use ClickUp. that's how i organize my life 
What's my that? Business. So yeah, highly recommend it. It's a project management platform. Also, I'm a project manager. Like that's my career. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so that's probably why I'm like obviously very type A and on top of yeah, this type of stuff. Definitely. But yeah, ClickUp is a really cool platform. I have separate, they call them spaces. And basically it's like lists. You can create different lists for different projects you're working on. So I have one for like my podcast, YouTube, the blog, my course. And so then I create like tasks underneath and you can track where they are in the progress. Wait, I need yeah. this in my life. Get is on it, there. Is, is I this, love it. Is it kind of like Todoist or no? I is, haven't is heard of different? that one. Okay, crap. I think okay. ClickUp would be more like Trello probably. Like I've used Trello, but I'm not a fan. Okay. But you can do the same thing, like create boards and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I'm Highly writing, recommend. I'm writing this out. down. <laughs> I'm got, I've got to look into yeah, ClickUp. Yeah, if you ever want to talk about organizing your life, hit me up because I color code my Google Calendar. You probably do that. I do. <laughs> Just, you don't? No, I do. Okay, I was about to say, come on. At a minimum, you got to do that. <laughs> no, I do. I organize that, and then I actually yeah. have things color-coded in my, like, written planner as well. I'm such a writer. Like, if I write things down, yeah. I won't forget it. So mm-hmm. I write everything down in my planner. Yeah. I put a little, like, cute sticker next to it so that mm-hmm. I... I I'm happy when I look at it, so that's kind of like my yeah. my go-to. You know, but. whatever works for you, if it keeps you organized, then yeah, go for it. Exactly. But I do I'm, like ClickUp because they have the website. Yeah, they have the website, so I like do everything on my computer normally, but if I'm on the go, I can go to the app on my phone and just like make updates there too. Which is so. actually great because normally if I'm, if I'm on the go, I'm like, oh, I need to add this to my to-do list, but it's like at home, then like mm-hmm. I write it in my notes on my phone and I forget to look at exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay click that's up. my life too <laughs> click up that's where everything's turning to yep. click up <laughs> yeah and it's completely free like anyone can use it so even better. definitely recommend if you're interested awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um this has been a really really great conversation thank you so much for joining and sharing all of your tips so before we wrap up one of the last questions i always ask my guests is what is the most important lesson you've learned when it comes to entrepreneurship that you wish you had learned sooner? That's a really good question. And I've, I've actually been asked this before and I kind of have two answers. So um, my first answer is yeah, kind of something I mentioned earlier in our talk, but um, is to not care what other people think about you. You're going to get backlash no matter what you do in this life mm-hmm. and your career and your life decisions, um, all of the above. So you can't care what other people think about you because no one's going to approve of it. So um, only thing that matters is that you approve of it and to not take advice from people mm-hmm. that you don't want to be. So that's my best advice when it comes to um, starting starting something on your own and taking that leap of faith is to do what makes you happy and do what you think you're going to be successful with, not what others um, try to tear you down to be. So that's part one. Part mm-hmm. two is just, uh, you know, people go into entrepreneurship and they have it on this gold pedestal of, I get to make my own schedule. I work from home. I make my own decisions. I'm the boss. And while you are all of that, I always say this because I actually do have a corporate job. I work 40 hours a week for the city of Suffolk. I do have a corporate job. However, I Mm -hmm. work twice as much for my blog as I do for my full-time job. So you will be quitting an eight-hour-a-day job to work for 24 hours. like, And that's me being serious. So (laughs) just be prepared that, you Mm -hmm. know, while it's so amazing and I would never change being an entrepreneur for the world. But know it, know that you need to be passionate about it or it may not work out for you because mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot of hours. It's going to take a lot of failures and it's going to take a lot of hardships for you to get to where you want to be. So um, 
just just be aware of what you're getting yourself into and have a true passion for it. Don't go into it for the money. Don't go into it for the fame. Go into it because you have a true passion for it and you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, can you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, of course. So you can follow me on Instagram at Amber Miller nine. So it's the number nine, Amber Miller number nine. And I am also on TikTok. It's at pretty as peaches. You can visit my website, prettyaspeaches.com. That's all the places you can find me. You can DM me, email me. My email is amber at prettyaspeaches.com. I'd love to talk with you, answer any questions that you may have. As you can tell, I'm kind of an open book. I'm very chill. I'm very open <laughs> to give advice, whether you want to hear it or not. So <laughs> please reach out if you we have We need any. that honesty, though. <laughs> yes, definitely. So please don't be afraid to reach out if you have any questions and you know, follow along my journey. We have a lot of fun over on my platform. So I would love to see you there. Yeah, awesome. And I'll include everything in the show notes too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. You're such a doll. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd love if you subscribed and left us a review. Another way to support the podcast is to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at First Hustle Then Brunch so I can repost it. Thank you so much for supporting the show and I'll see you in the next episode.